Welcome to Machine Learning. Today I'm going to be talking about investment strategy and uh, where I'm thinking about trying to uh, build a strategic investment strategy for $100 million. So that's the model. Why $100 million? Well, it's a large fund and you can trade and you also have influence in terms of the weight of the investment. So you don't want to be investing in high volatile, unpredictable, lots of noise type of stocks. So what stocks are there that have strong growth? Well, I want to talk about a book written called The 25% Cash Machine, Double-Digit Income Investing. See, that's one of the things that I'm starting to wonder about what companies can survive this high inflation is companies that can pay uh, a, a fixed income. And the reason why I look at fixed income is the fundamentals of all investment are returns on your investment. Now, I uh, do acknowledge that you can buy low and sell high, and by um, timing the market, you can earn on gradual income. But that isn't the strategy I want to follow because I want to follow a strategy where it's based on income. So a company has a product or a service, they sell that product or service, they obtain an income, they pay their cost and expenses, expenses, and what they're left with is profit. So they have an operational uh, cost and then they have an administrative cost, you know, all the accounting stuff, and they're left with a profit. That profit can then be distributed as a form of dividends to investors, and that's the model I like. Um, now, there were certain trusts. There's seven trusts that were interested, he noted in, the, in his book. Uh, the Canadian, let's see, the Canadian uh, trust trade on the NAS, NS, NYSE, followed by the uh, Pengrove Energy Trust, the Energy Plus Resources, Kinetic Resources Fund, Harvest Energy Trust, and that was in natural gas. Um, Penwet, and it, it had a 15% yield. These are incredible yields. I mean, you look at the yields of 9%, 15%, uh, 10%. Prime West Energy had 13% yield. And Provident Energy Trust had 11% yield. Now, these yields are not current as of today. These were yields that uh, were at the time he wrote the book. But what they show is that there are companies or trusts that uh, have high yields. And why are they giving out those uh, degree of yields? Well, it's kind of like if you went to a bank, you had to, 
you're depending on your credit worthiness, you have to qualify for that loan. And if you're not, if you have lower qualifications, then you're considered to be a higher risk factor, and they charge you a higher interest rate. That's kind of what the trust funds are doing with private investment, is that they need the money to operate for whatever reason, and uh, in order to get that capital from investors, they have to um, provide a high yield, and that the yield then becomes a cash income generator for an investor. And so if I had a large amount of money, which, uh, you know, let's say $100 million, and I was looking at where to invest that, do I want to go after something that, uh, like Snap, that's got really fast acceleration on its price, but it could be very trendy, and the source of income that it generates might not be sufficient to cover its cost. And so even though its price is accelerated due to uh, popularity and, and demand, the fundamentals that drive its profit might not exist. Or, you know, you've got NEO where we, the idea of NEO was is uh, that people would buy, have these rechargeable cars, batteries on cars, and that uh, you would have these uh, robotic stations where you pull your car in, robot uh, extracts the battery out of the off the car, it's what, 6,000, 8,000 pounds, removes that battery out and uh, slides a new one in. Eight minutes, you uh, have a new battery and you drive off. So that recyclable battery uh, leasing model was thought to be popular for a little while. And so... You know, there were investors that were speculating on that. It, it had its run up uh, and then kind of died off. The thing that I, I see with the batteries is that the problem with them is it's got a huge uh, electricity draw. And when your grid is uh, short of electricity, like a, a couple years ago with the drought in California, that you don't have, uh, you have all this electric vehicles that are needing electric electrical charge but you don't have a way to uh, uh, power them up so that that becomes a that becomes a challenge okay so that's why I like fuel cell fuel cell has an abundant form of energy um, and you're not pulling on the grid according to one report recent report 75% of the 50 largest business trust in Canada pay more than they earn. When it comes to buying income trust, it is imperative that the earnings more than cover the payout to unit holders. If not, then the trust will either incur debt to maintain the dividend or you uh, your own money back to in the form of a return of capital to pay for the dividend. Well, that's some of the craziness that can happen too uh, with dividends. Is companies sometimes, in order to give a dividend out, will actually borrow money and then use that borrowed money to make a payment on the dividend. I think that's a dangerous uh, move. Um, the better move on that is to have real earnings. And again, if if these trusts are subsidized by governments. 
then you can you have an arbitrage because the government is subsidizing this fund you're capitalizing on the income and uh, it's not based on real earnings as so those are always strange uh, strange acts but they do exist and and you can capitalize on them uh, big increases in domestic energy consumption are the result of powerful rebound in the US economy yeah it's always the critical factor with energy at the at the bottom the bottomless well you know by Peter Huber where he was talking about that we have basically an unlimited form of energy whether it's uh, in nuclear or low energy nuclear reactions or um, even accessing the ether where at the quantum level uh, you know the virtual photons at the quantum level could generate electricity there's a lot of uh, speculation on on how to tap into that unlimited energy but at that level if you calculate the amount of energy that exists at the at that quantum level it is almost unlimited and so we just don't have a way to tap into it yet but if that ever became possible you know fossil fuels would just be a thing of the past we could all run on hydrogen etc but uh, we don't have that right now we don't run on a hydrogen society we don't run on pure electric and uh, and so what we do is we run on hydrocarbons and so companies like natural gas oil coal are all are all important and so these trusts that are involved with uh, with that, that energy production um, are going to produce high yields. Another one that I'm, I'm really liking is nuclear, and I'm looking for nuclear power plants because they're uh, they're regulated, they're they're obligated to stay operational by government mandate, and therefore, in order for it to get funds, it's going to be subsidized. So again, it's like the Canadian Trust; uh, they're subsidized. They have opportunity for capitalization. Canadian business trusts are in the business like uh, cold storage, air cargo, public utilities, timber, manufacturing, food distribution, greenhouse, ice production, uh, recycle energy. And while they don't sound very exciting, they are businesses currently enjoying strong industrial specific conditions and benefit from long term secular bull market conditions. That's huge because they do we want we like that profile that bull market condition where the human optimism is strong it's a utility so it's consumed and it uh, as long as there's uh, population growth there's going to be consumption of those particular utilities and therefore even though it's not exciting it's not like your snap.com or or uh, something uh, with AI. It is a steady growth uh, sector, and so for that reason, I like it. Um, get the maximum cash flow out of your income asset while benefiting from meaningful capital appreciation. And that's the thesis of my argument here, is that uh, we want uh, capital income and so we put in our $100 million, we're safe on the capital income investment. But at the same time, we want asset appreciation. So as 
uh, time elapses, just like Cisco or Allstate. If we decide to sell that asset, we sell it for a profit. And hopefully the asset is appreciating faster than inflation. Some stock yields are tax-free and may be preferable. Yeah, and you want to factor that in. If the, if the stock is a tax-free stock, then you can take advantage on your capital gains by not having to pay that. China and India need coal, iron, and grain. Short-term periods of weakness are great times to initiate and add to the carrier position in your portfolio. And, you know, those are, are good moves, you know. Uh, India is a huge economy, two, 2 billion people. You got China with what, about 4 billion. And so these, these economies are uh, extremely large. I heard this one uh, talk radio person talking this morning about how they were concerned about China's uh, supply chain disruptions and how that was going to impact the U.S. economy. Well... You know, you lose your manufacturing base and then you're, you're dependent on international carriers to bring in cargo and then unloading. You know, just like we talked about with uh, robotics is that a lot of these uh, problems in the supply chain need to be automated. So the next uh, three or four years, you're going to see a massive surge towards automation. And once that automation starts, it's not going to end. Uh, so everything that can be automated will be automated. That's in, you'll see it in restaurants, you'll see it in uh, cargo unloading and unloading, uh, you'll see it in uh, semi-delivery of that cargo, um, and palletization, boxing, warehousing, etc. The automated warehouse is, is definitely coming. Okay, Eagle Bulk Shipping had a 14.2 yield, transported a broad range of major and minor cargo bulk cargo including iron ore coal grain cement fertilizer uh, worldwide shipping routes frontline had a 15 percent yield tankers for transportation of crude oil from the middle east gulf to the far west northern europe and the caribbean uh, nordic american tanker shipping nat has 16.8 percent yield operation of crude oil tankers in bermuda Dividend payout ratio should be high, about 70%. Uh, big institution money moves the market. Yeah, and see, that's what I you, you notice is like Apple, for example. You had big institutional markets, money mutual mo- funds that were investing in Apple, and they're moving the market, you know. That allows Apple to stay competitive against LG, Samsung, and Microsoft, Uh Google, you know, and so those that that is a trend that is almost a guaranteed method for making money is watch where the big institutions are investing their money and then invest your money where they are. And that's one reason why a lot of people with money just give their their assets to uh, big mutual funds like Vanguard, etc., where they just you know, rely on the analysis of the large group to make the decisions and then they, they uh, profit by the institutional investing that occurs. It is uh, relevant to any market thesis to consider whether there is institution, 
institutional interest at work. Yeah, that institutional interest at work is like a power law. And I think I'll write that down. That's one of my fifth power laws is determine if institutional interest is at work and then follow that interest to see if there's opportunity for investing. Okay, so that would be, uh, I'll have to write up that power law. Um, Measuring money flow is important to determining institutional interest. Yeah, and I've just started to realize that as I've been analyzing different stocks that fit uh, uh, current investment profiles that I'm interested in and then applying some of the machine learning to verify trend and um, and then looking for reasons why that there is institutional interest in that stock to confirm that there is a strong momentum or a strong force behind the growth of that stock. All right, well, there you have it. And, uh, and there, you know, the route to $100 million investing is really strategic investing because you have to have a process put in place in order to, uh, to invest and then not lose all your assets.